0: Hello and welcome to the Resilience by Design podcast. The Resilience by Design Lab at Royal Roads University, led by Dr. Robin Cox, aims to advance leadership in disaster risk reduction and climate action. Royal Roads University and the RBD Lab are on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish, Wasanich, and Lekwungen ancestors and families. At the Resilience by Design Lab, we work alongside youth and adults as changemakers and leaders to imagine new possibilities for climate action. This podcast is one of many ways to tell the stories of the inspiring changemakers and communities that we work with. My name is Ozzy Lang, and I have the pleasure of hearing and sharing these stories with you. On this episode, I am joined by Dr. Robin Cox, director of the Resilience by Design Lab to kick off season two of the podcast and share with you some very exciting news about the brand new Masters of Arts in Climate Action Leadership program at Royal Roads University. Robin, thank you so much for joining me on the RBD podcast. Many of our listeners likely know you or your work, but for those who don't, could you give some insight into who you are?
1: My name is Robin Cox and I'm a professor at Royal Roads University, which is in Victoria on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish and Wissanich peoples and the Lekwankan ancestors and families that caretake the land. Here at Royal Roads, I run the Resilience by Design lab. I'm the director of the lab, and it's a collaborative space that does research and curriculum design really focused on building capacity for climate action and disaster risk reduction. I'm also the program head of a new program. It's a graduate program called the Master of Arts in Climate Action Leadership. There's also an embedded graduate certificate in uh, climate action leadership. And I'm a researcher, scholar, and cold water swimmer.
0: Jumping right in here, what is the Masters of Arts in Climate Action Leadership Program?
1: The Master of Arts in Climate Action Leadership, or McCall uh, for short, is a graduate program that has been designed to build capacity amongst a wide range of potential students, professionals working in sectors as broad as you know, environment, they could be activists, they could be working in business, entrepreneurs coming at it from communications or planning, and to support them building the capacity to lead the kinds of political, social, economic and environmental changes we need to address climate change. It's a program that is approximately two years long It has a unique structure, actually, that is geared to provide a customizable learning journey in the second year where students can really do a deeper dive into areas of interest to them, either from their professional goals, their learning goals in the program, or ideally both.
0: What inspired the creation of McCall?
1: Well, The climate crisis (laughs) is a short answer. I've been working as an instructor and I helped design the Disaster and Emergency Management Master's Program at Royal Roads. I've been working in that for over 13 years. And the research that I do is also around disaster risk reduction, focusing with young people. And increasingly over the last 10 years, climate change has Uh, become more of a focus with the young people we work with. It has become more of a focus in disaster and emergency management as we grapple with how to respond to the ever-escalating crises of of natural hazard-related disasters and extreme weather events that are escalating in the context of climate change, and as we face other large issues and challenges that themselves will create disasters and the need for management and a response, you know, forced migration and environmental catastrophes that lead to needing to respond. So over those years, climate change has become more and more of a focus of mine. And I was seeing a gap in the programs that were available for students to really focus in on climate change and develop the skills that they need to be developing in order to lead change and drive change. And the kinds of changes that we're talking about may be directly to do with natural resource management, for example, or environmental issues. There as likely to be about organizational change, change in communities, as communities grapple with the risks and the impacts of climate change, they may be policy changes, and all of this requires a social equity and social justice lens, an understanding of Indigenous science and knowledge and ways of being, and how that can inform climate action can and should inform climate action and how we can bring those two different lenses, Western science lens and an Indigenous science lens, to bear on the kinds of complex challenges that climate change is posing for us. I had conversations with people and the more I looked and the more I thought about it, the more I could see a real need for us to provide a learning opportunity for students To really develop capacity in this area.
0: That makes me think that we need to be thinking and looking at these problems differently, which means that we really need a program that's different.
1: It's really true. I think when Societies have been looking at it. They have primarily been looking at it through a mitigation lens, trying to reduce emissions, and we're not doing well in that regard, not only nationally, but internationally. We need folks that understand that regardless of how successful we become in reducing our emissions, which is obviously an urgent priority, we are still currently experiencing and going to experience the impacts of climate change we're already seeing that nationally regionally internationally with increased natural hazard events like wildfires and cyclones and hurricanes we're seeing it in the increase of extreme weather events whether that's increased precipitation or drought increased wind storms etc so we're already seeing those and those changes And impacts are already locked in to a great degree by the climate change that's happened this far. So we need people to be looking at this with a broad lens and with an understanding that there are environmental issues, but there are also social, political organizational issues that we need to be supporting people addressing and to really adopt much more of what I would call a transdisciplinary lens. The ability to bring in multiple disciplines and have those inform your thinking and the ability to work with multiple stakeholders and rights holders and their perspectives to inform the work that we do and so the program is really oriented in that way to develop leaders who have experience and expertise in change management, experience and expertise in approaching climate change with this transdisciplinary understanding, and who are really wanting to engage in the work that's going to be needed to to change this from a tale of disaster to one of potential transformation. And to really participate in leading those changes, supporting our capacity to build climate resilient, a low carbon future and a future that we want to live in, but that we want to have generations to come live in. So, you know, healthy ecosystems, healthy communities and healthy people.
0: In order to address these issues, we need to bring people around the table or have these transdisciplinary Mm. relationships and have these people involved in these transition disciplinary pieces. And really what you've done with the McCall program is take the traditional master's program with the walls of the institution around it and really have demolished those walls and said, okay, let's open it up and uh, make sure that we are going out into the community, but we also have these open resources that students are creating and working with communities and experts to develop these different Uh, mindsets and, and pieces that are used in real time.
1: That's right. I chose to make the program an open learning program for precisely the reasons you've just described. Typical master's programs are behind a firewall and students do their learning and they respond to assignments, submit them, and, you know, often put a lot of work into them and an instructor reads them. And that's really the end of it. Whereas with this open learning orientation, Students are really being invited to grapple with real world problems and create real world responses and share their learning as they go along in order to have some influence and impact even as they are learning and also to invite in other folks from you know with different expertise and perspectives into their own learning so that with the open orientation anyone can see all of the courses they can see all of the resources the students all have blogs and so people can interact with students with their blogs as they talk about the kinds of things that they're learning as they share knowledge products That they've created, whether those are infographics or videos or papers or reports, whatever, that they can share that so that there can be this ongoing conversation between students and the professional networks and civil society networks that they need to be developing. And many have groundwork in that but need to be developing and really supporting not only their capacity to lead change, but also ideally contributing to the capacity of others to lead change and to lead climate actions in Canada and internationally.
0: I noticed on the McCall site, that it's not only an open course, but you're also going to have students to build these portfolios. And each mm. course is going to add to these portfolios. How does that approach help these students as they continue or build their careers out of this program?
1: Yeah, great question. Portfolio learning has been around for a long time, and but I really wanted to bring that in to complement the open learning orientation. Portfolios can help students reflect on their learning, make sense of and connect various learning from multiple courses and multiple learning activities, and, and really support that development of this kind of transdisciplinary orientation but they also can help students document their learning and gather the evidence for that learning through these learning artifacts like papers and blog posts and other assignment outputs, so that they're gathering a portfolio that demonstrates what competencies they have in this space that provides examples of them. And it allows them to develop a really powerful story and evidence of their achievements that they can share when they're looking for work or when they're creating their own presence in this space when they are, you know, working as a entrepreneur, a contractor, again, so that people can see who this person is, and what and what they know, and not just have them
0: speak to that, but also demonstrate it through these portfolios. McCall is related to another project that you run out of the Resilience by Design Lab called the Adaptation Learning Network. Could you describe the Adaptation Learning Network?
1: The Adaptation Learning Network is a three-year project. It was funded by Natural Resources Canada and the BC Ministry of Environment and Climate Change Strategy. And it's focused on developing the capacity of working professionals on the front line of climate action, and that includes planners and biologists and foresters and agrologists and engineers, et cetera, and and to build their capacity through not-for-credit training courses that are offered through Royal Roads. And we brought in six other university partners to offer those courses, design and offer those courses as well. And the Adaptation Learning Network has also, one of the other outputs of the project has been climate adaptation competency framework to help identify the knowledge and skills that climate adaptation professionals need or people who are integrating adaptation into their current work need. And uh, a range of other activities, including the network itself, which brings together people who are interested in and want to share conversations about climate adaptation and share resources in that space. So the way it connects to the McCall program is one, they both really are coming out of the Resilience by Design Lab. But what we've done with the McCall program is in the second year, offer students an opportunity to customize nine graduate credits of their learning. And they can do that in multiple ways. They can take traditional electives at Royal Roads or at other universities, but they can also craft unique to student learning experiences that can include things like the courses that are being designed by the Adaptation Learning Network and offered through continuing studies. They can also ideally uh, connect to the network of professionals, so they are students are building their professional networks in climate action as they're studying and vice versa. So the Adaptational Learning Network is, is sort of part of the fabric of the program. And so that throughout their journey in the program, students are really building their networks in, in conversation with other climate action leaders, with other subject matter experts. And that That can inform their thinking and the work they do. And ideally, as they move further into the program, they can also be sharing out and informing others learning with their outputs. The very strong link between the Adaptation Learning Network and the McCall program that we hope to cultivate now and moving forward. We're just in the inaugural offering of the McCall program, just started late in May. And so we have the first cohort. Those connections will continue over time to develop.
0: I can imagine that those connections are going to start to develop between the first and second years and as more cohorts come out with this open model there's really going to be that cross-mingling of cohorts as well.
1: It's really throughout the fabric of the program providing opportunities for uh, peers to connect with each other so it's a very social learning experience even though the program is offered uh, primarily online there are two learning intensive which in a post-COVID environment will likely be in the face-to-face, but the online learning that we offer as part of the program and really a part of the fabric of Royal Roads is very dynamic. It's engaged learning. It's social learning peers learning from each other, peers learning from their instructors, bringing in guest speakers, having webinars, et cetera, as the, a part of the program. And as you said, from cohort to cohort sharing knowledge, the other possibility with open learning in that way is that one cohort will be able to build on and from the outputs from the previous cohort. And this a whole idea of open where you're reusing, remixing existing content, recognizing that we're often in other ways, in other contexts, kind of repeating ourselves and recreating things that are already created instead of trying to improve things that are already created and update them. So that's also a significant part of the McCall program and the ethos, that sort of interaction, reciprocal learning, and really bringing in these core threads of learning, one of which is, is this open, another transdisciplinary and really connecting climate science through communication and other strategies uh, to, to be able to translate that and, and move that out into the world and bringing in a consideration of indigenous worldviews and perspectives and having people interact with students and students that interact with each other and with an indigenous scholar in residence to ensure that they are really considering indigenous worldviews, learning about them, considering them and where appropriate, working to integrate those or work with indigenous partners. It's no surprise to anyone listening to this podcast that we're at a really critical point in this crisis. Climate change is escalating and we still have a long way to go to significantly reduce our emissions globally, which means that we're facing a lot of impacts now and we are going and that's going to increase. It's really a critical time where we really need greater capacity across society. And by greater capacity, I mean people who can take on a leadership role and help shift behaviors and culture and beliefs and values and help think through what it means to a community to adapt to unavoidable impacts or to be able to reduce their risks in some way. And so... We are at this critical juncture where we need people in all sectors and all areas of society to be driving changes towards a more resilient, low carbon or net zero carbon future. I think this really is one attempt by Royal Roads to contribute to that capacity building and to model some different ways of learning and to really respect those different ways of learning. This is really the only program of its kind that combines this sort of technical understanding of climate science and tools with the learning and leadership skills and practices people will need to shift behavior and culture and policy and to innovate. There's a design thinking thread as well to really innovate in the the context of climate adaptation and mitigation and think through new ways of doing things, new ways of responding to this crisis that help us get to the world that we want to leave, our children, our grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera. I would reflect that Indigenous orientation of seven generations forward. We really need to get to the point where we are thinking seven generations forward. We are in different relationship with, with nature. Dominant culture needs to learn a lot from Indigenous people in that regard to really affect the changes that we desperately need. And McCall is not the only answer by any stretch, but it is one contribution we hope to accomplishing that goal.
0: Um, I really see the McCall program as this extension of the RBD lab. Yeah. Because it's really, it's taking the ethos and the thought process and core values of the RBD lab of working with the community to enable climate action and expanding that out to 17 more people that are now learning alongside you and all the instructors that you have, but then helping to create even more impact in the community. I just, it's fantastic.
1: (laughs) The McCall program is not only informed by the work of people in the Resilience by Design Lab, but it really is reflecting that ethos of the lab, which is about working alongside, it's a recognition that everyone is a knowledge holder and everyone can be a leader with the right tools and support and resourcing. And that a collaborative approach is absolutely critical to building capacity, and it's definitely critical in the context of climate change. We need people to be working across silos and busting silos, and that's very much a part of the lab's orientation. And then I think also this attempt, wherever possible, to move beyond silos, move beyond hierarchies, and recognize the value and importance of everyone joining in this space and everyone seeing themselves having a role to play and feeling empowered to play that role.
0: Thank you for your time, Robin, and for your leadership in this space. I look forward to following the students through their McCall journey. If you would like to find out more about the Masters of Arts in Climate Action Leadership, or would also like to follow along in the students' journey, the McCall website will be linked in the podcast description. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.